Hey, everybody, I want to talk about a product and platform that I absolutely love and our latest sponsor, Interseller, the prospecting and outreach platform of choice for recruiters and sellers. Whether you're doubling down on business development or recruiting talent, Interseller does all the heavy lifting of finding contact data, automating the email and follow-up process, and syncs all that rich data into 20-plus CRM and ATS platforms. Reach out now and get going on a two-week free trial and let them know you heard about it from Adam on the podcast today. Check out the link on the website. Appreciate it. Welcome to the podcast, where we introduce you to incredible humans who share their journeys with the mission to inspire you to harness your own inner tenacity to drive your life and career forward. And now, your host, Adam Posner. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast live. It is, what day is it? It's the 19th, yeah, the 19th of July. It's been a while, but uh, I'd love to welcome everybody. First time, long time, and also welcome my co-host and co-founder of Probably Nothing Talent, Mr. Kevin Logan Jr. Kevin, what's up, man? Um, Everything is great. It's sunny in Seattle. I can't complain, so let's get this going. Love it. Let's do it. So without further ado, let's welcome our guest. Let's bring him in. Here is AJ. AJ, what's happening, man? What's up, fellas? How we doing? We are doing great. And for anybody that doesn't know, AJ Vaynerchuk, he is the co-founder of Vayner Talent, Vayner Sports, and Vayner Sports Pass. I am thrilled to have him here. And before we dig in too deep, just a quick couple of comments. Um, everyone knows my story. They know my time at Vayner. Um, and one of the moments that really stood out to me was, I don't know, AJ, if you remember this, it was probably like maybe my first mm, six, eight weeks, you and I went out for coffee and had a pretty good coffee chat and and kind of mm-hmm. broed out and, and bonded out. And I just wanted to thank you for just at that time being so welcoming and um, uh, into the organization, into the Vayner family. Yeah, no, I was, I was sitting there. I was like, what is he going to say? And am I going to remember? But yeah, I remember that. That's an easy one. I thought you were going to like pick out a specific comment. I was like, Oh, I'm racking my brain. No, of course. And I appreciate the kind words. Well, well, good stuff, man. How's your summer going? Summer has been solid. Um, you know, I won't lie. The one thing that's been a bit of a thorn in the side is just like, I feel like, sickness has just been following like between like COVID and the flu and colds. I just, I don't know. It's been a little bit of frustrating. I've got three little kids. So, you know, one gets it at camp, gives it to the other two, then gives it to mom and dad gets it too. So, um, but beyond that, um, things are pretty good. The kids are a Patri dish. I was just telling Kevin, my my little guy, there's, it sounds worse than it is. You're familiar with Coxsackie. It sounds like, yeah, it sounds, and it's also known as foot and mouth disease, which is even worse yep. than Coxsackie. I mean, how do you even come yeah. up with something like that? But in reality, it's it's a relatively mild fever, and they get a couple of rashes, but it's extremely contagious. So my little dude got it. Mm-hmm. It goes through camp like wildfire, and then you're staying home with yep. them, and it's just it's just a pain in the ass. So let's switch it up here. Um, today we are talking about the wonderful world of Web three and NFTs, and. There's no better person on my side than my co-founder of Probably Nothing Talent, our Web3 recruitment division, than my dude, Kevin Logan Jr. He is the resident DGen here. So, AJ, if you don't mind, I'm going to give my con- the controls over to Kevin today to run the show here. And we're going to chop it up cool. and have a little chat about all things Vayner Sports Pass, Web3, State of the Union, and kind of go from there. Let's do it. Awesome. Sounds good to well, me. Really do appreciate you coming. Absolutely. So I'd like to take it to Vayner Sports actually first. And so, um, you know, you, you've obviously, you built this up with uh, co-founder Brian McLaughlin, along with uh, a whole bunch of other cast of characters. 
You guys uh, currently, and correct me if I'm wrong, represent about 150 professional collegiate athletes. Okay. Um, that being in the gaming, the baseball, uh, combat, that being UFC and WWE and then, and then football arena. And so yeah. I, I've heard you speak about, you know, wanting to build that foundation, you know, wanting to, to kind of take the strategy, which is to, you know, slow down to speed up, right? Really build the foundation within every sport, build those relationships, get the groundwork done and then move on and scale. But also um, more recently, I heard you talk about the, the future of sports. You discussed that over the next five to 10 years, you thought that basketball would be that future of sport, the one that would take the market share. And, and I thought that was interesting, coupled with the fact that anytime I've, I've heard you talk about basketball, it seems to be, it seems to light up, you know, you seem to light up, your eyes get wide. Yeah. And it's that passion, right? I've heard you talk about the basketball court being your sanctuary, that place where you get to be present. So with all that being the case, why not basketball for Vayner Sports? Yeah, so that's a great question, and I appreciate all the context leading up to it. I think that um, the key for us, you know, me and my co-CEO, Greg Gensky, um, our sports expansion is going to be thoughtful, it's going to be patient, and it's really going to be only done if we have the right partner in place. So I'm actually, it's not that well known, um, but I actually took the MBA agent exam a few months ago and passed. So I'm certified Explosive. as an MBA agent. Nice. Um, and so that was because we actually had a basketball player during his college time, Jalen Duran. Uh, we represented him for NIL work, uh, but do not work with him now as he entered the NBA. And so for us, kind of really the number one rule that we have for entering a sport is having a partner to run that division that is an absolute A player. You know, he or she is somebody with a lot of experience, the right network, probably has a nice existing client base. Um, it's what we did with combat, right? We brought in Lloyd Pearson and he walked in. He's an A player, 20-something clients in the UFC. And that's what we want to do for any sport we get into. So, uh, yeah, basketball and golf. You can, I'm decked out in golf gear right now. But literally right after this, I'm going to go play 18 before and try to chase the sun. Um, those are sports I would love to get into, but we'll only get into them if we have the right partner. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, that, that makes total sense. And to, to kind of fast forward this, you know, obviously after building up Vayner sports, you know, you, again, you know, you, you talk so much about the marriage between NFT and sports, you know, obviously sports being that passion and then NFTs kind of, kind of breathing life back to, to childhood, back to collectibles, right? Those trading cards um, and, and really bridging that gap. And so recently you guys recently released a project that was 15,555 unique NFTs. The really cool part being that each NFT being unique to the other one, um, I thought was really cool. Um, you know, it's, it's a utility first um, game theory center project. And so, you know, so much of what we do within NFTs is, is the education piece, right? The adoption, getting people to understand um, what it is that, that this is. Yep. And so, um, and again, I'll go back to just something I recently, recently heard you say. You know, you talk about the marriage between NFTs and sports and you say that and you believe, which I believe, too, by the way, that Vayner Sports will be number one when the dust settles, when it comes to that marriage. And so my, my kind of two part question is, is, you know, how is how is Vayner Sports past powerful for your sports fan? And then when the dust settles, why is it that you think Vayner Sports will be number one? Yeah. So the reason why it's powerful for a sports fan, is you mentioned, the utility piece, one of the core components is. um is access both digitally and physically. So I think one thing that 
a lot of our holders have enjoyed is that we've had a steady stream once a week. We have a client from one of our four divisions come on and do a private Q and a with our community. And so just that access and, you know, when I'm, I'm doing most of those interviews, I think I've done 13 or 14 interviews with the athletes and, you know, the types of questions I'm going to ask and the types of answers I'm going to get get back in a private environment with a trusted, you know, room is just unbelievable insight into the world of sports. And then the other that I think is even more exciting for, it's just not as easy and as accessible is that um, we have a very, very steady stream of uh, raffles in which we actually have a custom algorithm where depending on the icons you have on your pass and the type of pass you have, um, so for example, like a base color, like a red or a yellow is one strength, but then we have lava and diamond and we borrow from the V friends, um, color set for spectaculars where you actually, if you have like a hollow baseball, that's in order to magnitude stronger than a yellow baseball pass. Mm-hmm. And we're having these opportunities to have these experience at some of the biggest sporting events in the world. So I can't list them specifically because we don't have the rights to use their trademarks. But for sure. example, um, we had some of our members, this past weekend in Scotland for uh, a rather large golf tournament, for example. So, um, you know, whether it's baseball games, uh, we've got a huge plan for the upcoming American football schedule, both pro and college. And so um, we've had really, really good reactions from our user base around their experiences. And we've done like probably done 10 plus events at this point um, and all positive feedback and just the type of access that people don't typically get. And correct me if I'm wrong. You guys, you're the you're the only sports agency that I'm aware of that's released an NFT project, right? Is that I think true? I think I've seen I think I've seen one other do it, uh, but and I won't name who they are because uh, I never want to speak negatively. But I don't think I've seen them. They actually launched before us, and I, I saw them in our diligence. But I don't know what happened. But nothing happened. Yeah. You know, they're out for a couple of months and literally zero. So. Um, I would say we're the only active NFT project in the sports agency space. And then to answer part two of your question, I just think we have a unique advantage. Uh, one, having a co-founder that is so deeply native to the NFT space, right? And I don't mean to pat my own back, but you know, having my hand in a lot of different projects, we have a fun, um, hardcore collector of these projects, understanding of the technology. Uh, you have a computer science background, things of that nature. So I'm able to understand and comprehend the tech. And then the fact that we do have this sports agency with 150 athletes, 40 employees, hundreds of years of experience and network. Um, I just think we're able to pull off some really interesting things that most uh, places can't. Hey, everybody. First, I'd like to thank you all for spending time with me and my guest on the podcast. This show is my canvas to showcase amazing people from the world of recruiting, entrepreneurship and leadership and unpack their career journeys for everyone to learn from. But this show is also a business generator for me, as well as creating thought leadership and endless amazing content. And I've taken what I've learned in the past three years and over 200 recorded and 100 live shows and distilled it down into a digital playbook that I call the Pause Course. Now you could learn how I build, manage, and produce the podcast and use it to drive real business development and relationships. Today, I'm sharing all of my secrets behind the podcast, and you can get it all at thepausecourse.com. This course is for anyone, whether you're starting out or an advanced podcast, you're using it for B2B, a B2C. It's filled with all of my insights, learnings, tips, tricks, and templates. So get it now at thepausecourse.com and learn all my secrets. Thanks. AJ, real quick, um, 
Was there any key lessons learned from any, I don't want to say the word missteps, but any lessons learned from the Vayner uh, VFriends 1 launch that you applied for best practices when you launched Vayner Sports? Uh, yeah, to an extent. Uh, there was definitely, um, you know, I, I think one thing that I'm proud of is that we were really patient in terms of when we launched the project. We could have launched the Vayner Sports Pass way earlier, but I really wanted to get a better grasp for the industry. I wanted to learn from friends. I wanted to learn from other projects that I got to observe and collect. Um, I wanted it to be a little bit more mainstream for our athletes too, because a big part of this is that we integrate and partner with our athletes to activate for the Vayner Sports Pass. So that was one thing. Um, yeah, I, I don't think there's anything one specific thing, but you know, having my brother's project be so successful and be so active uh, and being a very hands-off advisor uh, and just a, an ear for my brother, um, I just picked up a lot of things that I think helped me plan you know, for how we activate. I think how to manage a community is a big deal. That's something that I've been able to practice for you know almost years. 15 years <clears throat> watching my brother. Um, but I think that played a big role, especially in the early days, because, you know, transparently we had we had a gas war for our mint, which was a black guy. It was a struggle. Um, and then also we had to run a project during the bear. Right. Like soon after we launched, probably like three to four weeks after we launched, the market really collapsed heavily and became very bearish. And so, you know, people don't love losing money. Nope. And um there was a lot of money lost throughout the entire ecosystem and, and managing our community through that bear market, I think is something we've done very well as well. And, and kudos to them. Before I toss it back to Kevin, again, kudos during that time of that gas war, the way, the way you handled it, I saw you in the, in the public space. I also saw it in some of the discords that were coming out there too. Um, something, you know, the Vaynerchucks have always done well is doing the right thing all the time, every time. Oh. And I think that transcends everything that you do and why there's so much confidence uh, behind this project. So kudos to that. And I'll toss it back no, to, to Kevin. Well, no, nah, and, and, and I'll finish kind of with my last question here. But I think that's what's so powerful about this NFT community. And it's not to harp on this, but, you know, with 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 what happened with the gas, you know, um, I can remember, yeah. you know, Moonbirds released, you know, you know, you know, closely after that. Right. And yeah. it provided a lesson learned. Right. And then they were able yeah. to have a more I mean, and, and it sucks, some, you know, unfortunately off the back of, of your project. But that's that's the nascent space of which we work in. Yeah. And that's kind of how we all work together to make this space you know, grow. And that's kind of the education piece. But in terms of that, um, you know, now that we're going through the fluctuations of the market that we're going to just curious on your thoughts about, uh, you know, the bear kind of bear rally that's happening right now and just thoughts about what's yeah. going on in the T-space. Yeah. I mean, I, I think for me, um, I'm an interesting place because as a collector and an investor, I'm very big picture, but as an operator of a project, I need to be much more day to day and more granular. And so, um, you know, it's definitely nice to see ETH in that 15 to 1600, um, range. That's nice. I think NFT volume is still lower than I'd like it. You know, I was just looking at the OpenSea rankings and volume of sales for the top 25 is pretty low. Uh, it's been nice to see punks rally. Um, you know, full disclosure, I own three punks and it was one of my first early investments nice. um, in the NFT collectible space. And so um, there's definitely some signs of life. I, it's definitely better than the consistent dip that happened week over week over week over week over week for like two months. So there's definitely a, a hint of optimism. I think um, these types of cycles can be healthy. They can help weed out some of the, the projects or the operators that don't deserve um, consumer attention or, or dollars. I think towards the top of the bull run, there were some projects that minted for tens of millions of dollars that were complete rugs um, and didn't deliver. And there's some bad actors out there. So there, there's some 
you know, it's never good when people are losing money hand over fist, but there is some good lessons learned. And um, I think hopefully it, it's weeding out some of the, the less than um, stellar operators, projects and actors within the space. Cause I am so bullish long-term what I see for web three over the next two, three, five years, 10 years. Um, I couldn't be more bullish. Kevin, any final questions for AJ before I wrap it up? I know he's trying to get out to the golf course and chase the sun, <laughs> the daylight. No, I, I wouldn't get in, in in front of the golf course. No, that was a that was a great wrap up. Really, just wanted to to get your angle awesome. on what you're seeing. I know you're you are a big picture thinker, very self aware. So so great to get your take on what you're seeing out there. Awesome. And so I I got two last questions because uh, this is a podcast, even though we're doing it live here. So my first <laughs> question is, what what do you think AJ is the the biggest threat to the NFT ecosystem right now? Trust and security. Um, there's so many scams, trust, security, and user experience all kind of bundled into one. Um, it's a high barrier to entry. It's, um, it's complicated. It's not intuitive. Um, there's a lot of things that I think from a, a UX and UI perspective that can help consumers avoid making mistakes and getting their wallets drained. And so I think people are scared. I think people are confused and we need to make them instead of scared and confused, we need to make it simple and comforting. I love it. And last but not least, AJ, um, what is the single greatest piece of advice you've ever received that you take action on every day? Perspective. Um, you know, I, I'm a big fan. And I, I think a lot of my friends, my family, uh, and those that work with me or for me can agree that I keep a pretty ste a steady, even keel. I'm not overly celebrating the wins. I'm not overly dramatizing the losses or the issues. And so I really tend to keep things in the middle. Um, I think that's healthy, especially for somebody that's kind of steering the ship. Um, if something really bad happens, you know, it, it's just easy to take a step back and take a deep breath and think that there's a lot worse that can happen in terms of, you know, things like the health and well-being of your family. So, um, you know, I've taken plenty of bumps and bruises. I think the gas world is a good example, right? Like absolutely devastating, absolutely awful. Um, and a lot of people were checking in on me and being like, man, are you okay? This time the other thing. I'm like, yeah, of course I'm okay. I, you know, it's, Weather storm. I have to be a big boy. I got to take it on the chin. I got to own up to it. I got to make it right. Um, but you know, my wife, kids, my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, my whole family is healthy and okay. And you know, it's not how I always thought. I think that came with maturity and time. Um, and you know, it's like this too shall pass kind of thing. So just perspective, taking a step back, taking a deep breath. Um, that's the biggest thing I, I I've received. And it, I think it's very important. Awesome. Great stuff. Everyone out there, we're cool. going to hang for a couple of minutes. We're going to say goodbye to AJ. Awesome. Kevin and I are going to chop it up a little bit. AJ, I want to thank you so much for joining us. I want everyone to check out pass.vaynersports.com. You can check it out on OpenSea, awesome. all the other aftermarkets out there. Also, my part one of VCon coverage just dropped today. Fantastic with some friendly faces that everybody knows here. Please check that out. AJ, I appreciate you. Thank you so much, yes. and we'll catch up soon. The great appreciate AJ Vaynerchuk, everybody. Take care, Take care AJ. Appreciate it. Thank you. How was that, Kevin? That I, gave, I gave you, I gave you controls. I gave you the controls. I handed over. I pushed the mic away. I stepped back. Had that, how'd that feel? Was that, was that a good experience? It was my first interview at the first, you know, just because it's the first to first, but, uh, but now, nah, you know, I, I've, I've done a, a solid amount of research on the man. I'm, I'm familiar with the product. I know. I, uh, very funny. Thanks Gabe. Appreciate Thanks, Gabe. it. This but, is the uh, after show. It's like kind of like Andy Cohen. He does the, the, well, the, the studio thing. But now, nah, you know, I, I've, I've done my research, knew, knew uh, a lot of what he's done, familiar with Vayner Sports. I've been following it now, Vayner, or Vayner Media, now Vayner X, uh, very familiar with the family, with AJ and what they've done. So now nah, it was it was awesome. 
Well, we, we, we certainly appreciate that. So um, quick hot take here, Kevin. Uh, State of the Union, it's been a crazy, you know, they, they say crypto winter. And you know what? I'm kind of okay with that because when they're saying winter, that means it's a season. That's right. Seasons pass. Seasonality. And seasonality and seasons pass. And that's kind of it's kind of the way I'm looking at it. That's yeah. kind of the way I'm, you know, I'm looking at things right now. It's a season and you got to buckle up and and kind of bear down in, in this bear market. But what's kind of your your litmus test, I don't know, temperature check, whatever the fuck you want to call it, of the last few weeks, couple of months? Yeah, I mean, you know, nothing in the macroeconomic environment makes me think that we're actually on some type of path going back up. Um, I, I think this is a, this is a test. Um, you know, the, most of the environment is still not looking great. As AJ was mentioning, the volume on NFTs is still not up. Um, you know, the, the, the crypto market is still just above a trillion. So the, the market cap hasn't really gotten too, too far up as well. So we're kind of in this, we're kind of just in this zone, just treading along. And I imagine that's what we'll do a little bit, a, a little bit longer until we get some type of massive capitulation. capitulation. Where everybody that's getting in now is going to hate themselves when we go back down. But I, I don't see us going back up until we have cleansed all the scam and bullshit and nonsense that we have seen happen over the last bull run. It has to go for the most part, and then we can rise anew in springtime. Exactly. Exactly. Well, okay. I like I like to use I like to use the farce. And you know what, Gabe? No, this is not a new Adam Poster, but you know what? I believe in abundance and I also believe in you know, I really truly believe in in shining a light on others, and that's what and that's what I'm doing with Kevin. He is the expert. He is the impetus behind why we launched probably nothing talent, the Web three group here. So, this is not permanent. This is occasionally and temporary. So, calm the hell down, Gabe, over there. Um, but same pause. Don't don't. I didn't, I didn't go anywhere. So relax, there, buddy. It's a forest fire, and you know what? The forest fire is going to clear out the deadwood, and what's going to be left standing are the oaks and the saplings coming up through the ash, the ones that are meant to be here. And that's why projects that are taking that strategy of slowing down the speed up that know that nobody's paying attention that are building in this bear market like Vayner Sports Pass will be the ones that come on the other side anew and they will get market share. Yeah, I mean, that's really what's happening. Here. It's an exciting space to be in. And let's talk about, you know, on the, on the hiring front. It's interesting. In full transparency, we've been having conversations with a lot of Web3 companies and projects and some of them. They've gone completely dark, and that's understandable because funding has run out. They're not seeing the the light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe their projects have flopped. Maybe they were so reliant on the price of ETH for their business operations and the secondary markets coming through that it completely handicapped them and cut them off, and 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 they're not hiring. They hire transactional employees. Exactly. They're hiring transactional employees. But what we are seeing are these solid oaks, these redwoods that we were talking about before. They're still hiring. We're having conversations with them. We're hiring for them. So that's what the folks have to look for in the market. And that's because the smart projects, and there were a lot of them, they got a war chest. They they didn't they didn't hire massively. They relaxed. They yeah, I, I, was gonna do I was gonna do red. I was gonna do red, but I didn't anyway. But yeah, you know, they have a war chest now, and now again, they, they're looking at the market, they're seeing what's out there, and then little by little they're deploying capital, little by little they're deploying IP. And at the end of the day, this is this is not a race to the top. This is a race to 2030, 20 and beyond. I mean, we're, we're still like five to eight years before the metaverse is any kind of real thing of anything. So yeah. calm down, y'all. It's going to take time. And the good companies, they're still hiring. We literally just talked to one. Yep. They're hiring. It's, 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 it's happening, folks. Are there any, any, any final thoughts before we bring this one home and continue our day? Nah, that was uh, that was yeah no, it, you know 
talking to somebody that's a real builder, a real operator in a space that has been in this space since 2000, I believe 13 or 14 with Bitcoin and Ethereum, somebody that knows it well, um, you know, being, being able to engage them on a conversation and figure out, you know, what they think is going on. You know, he's having conversations with people I can, uh, I'm only seeing on, on YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, being, being able to get some of that, um, some of that IP on me, um, was great. So now it was great having AJ really appreciate you giving me the opportunity here. <laughs> Looking forward to this NFT and crypto market. And at the end of the day, nothing ends. We just keep building, um, Gabe, Gabe, you need to relax. Gabe, enough of the Bernie Madoff. This is this is the end of the show here, folks. I want to wrap it up. Kevin and I have another meeting coming up in a little bit, but I want to thank everybody for joining us today. In all seriousness, my first part of my VCon coverage from Minneapolis at VCon came out. Uh, the great Liam Darmondy is going to be on part two, which drops tomorrow. Some very special guests, Tom Bilyeu, um, Matt Higgins, Gary Vaynerchuk. Oops, did I say that? Uh, some other some other guests that I'm going to have on that show. Really exciting stuff. I had the opportunity to put together an incredible episode of my experience at VCon. Kevin, are you are you downloading that for your flight? Are you going to listen to it? I'm a hundred percent. I was, I was literally going to say, number one, I'm going to listen to it. And I suggest everybody else does because you know, your, 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 um, your video production game is on point. So. Thank you. The audio, the audio too. And a big shout out to my show producer, Chris Mueller, uh, for putting those two episodes together. We worked on that for about two months and it wasn't easy. I mean, I had a couple of hours worth of, of, of coverage and I needed to, to, Tell I need to do two things. I need to tell the story of my experience in a somewhat chronological order. But then how do I also separate it to showcase the artist, the business and the experience? And I, and I think we did a pretty good job at that. And it was it's like your first big conference. You're still pretty new to the state, yeah. like really my navigating first, like my first live event coverage. I mean, some dude. some of the audio on there is completely hot because I had the gain too high. I mean, these are things I wasn't thinking about because it's new to me. So it's a ton of learning experiences for me as a, as a podcaster. And now I have it, have it under my belt. So a little bit of inside baseball. So I had my handheld recorder with me sometimes and maybe I had to dial too hot on it. And then other times when I didn't have my recorder, I would use the voice function, the voice memo on my phone here, which does a really good job. And I've recorded plenty of interviews on it. So you take all that content, you put it together, you edit it down, you try to tell a cohesive story. It's hard, but it's something I'm very proud of. I'm excited. Hopefully next year they'll they'll awesome. renew my media credentials to, to come back and, uh, Please. and cover me. Please. I I'm, aim, I'm aiming to be the the actual official uh, interviewer at VCon. I'm working That'd on it. That'd be pretty dope. That would be pretty dope. It would be dope. There. So I let's just want to be your production assistant. That's it. Yeah. Well, we'll get we'll get you, we'll get you over there. So I want to thank everybody for joining us today. This has been a fantastic chat. Big shout out to the great AJ Vaynerchuk. Go enjoy your golf. For everyone following us at home or on the replay, you know where to find out more at thepodcast.com. Check out all the latest and greatest, and you can follow also probably nothingtalent.com. We have all of our open web three rolls. All web two stuff is at nhptalentgroup.com. Listen, take care of each other, look out for one another, and catch us next week for another great episode of the podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Wisdom is forever. But for us, it's time to go. Thank you for joining us. Luckily, we'll be back with our next episode soon, jam-packed with more incredible humans. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and sharing. To join the conversation, search The podcast on LinkedIn. And to catch up on past episodes and more info, please visit www.thepausecast.com.